Love Talk Radio. And the one and only Leslie Hoffman. How you doing tonight, Leslie? Freezing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yesterday morning, about three o'clock in the morning, it was minus twenty-one degrees. Wow! And uh, you guys are expecting quite a snowstorm up there on two. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? You know, I'm got. I gotta look at the map again. I I saw one map, and it's sort of what happened the last time. It seems like the the snow is maybe only as high as Albany, maybe a little higher. Uh, but uh, I I really haven't seen a map with Saranac Lake on it, so I don't I don't know if we're gonna get the snowstorm or not. You know, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if it missed Vermont completely. Wouldn't wouldn't cry. Wouldn't shed a tear. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I'm tired well, of it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's interesting. If there's no clouds in the sky, that's when we get minus, you know, 20 below, or 20 below zero. If there are clouds in the sky and we have a, a blizzard, then it's usually 20 degrees or, you know, a little warmer. So <laughs> it's one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, people people that don't don't live in, in the snow belt like we do, uh, when, it, when it's really, really cold, it's too cold to snow. It has to be warmer, really, for it to snow. When it's that bitter cold, right. I guess it's too cold. It's too cold for even the snow. The snow doesn't like it because it's too cold. It's got to be in the teens, 20s, then you get snow. But if it's bitter, bitter cold, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get the snow. Yeah. That's what no, I've noticed. In fact, anyway. it's very interesting is that when it's really sub-zero, actually the snow on the ground disappears. I, it, it somehow evaporates in absolutely freezing cold weather and the other thing well the two things you know when it's cold is when you're walking on the snow it crunches 
or the hairs in your nose go bing. <laughs> That's when you know it's cold. <laughs> yep, I hear that. I hear that for sure. So listen, guys, we're going to be with you here for about the next hour. Our phone number here is 646-668-2433. Uh, if you'd like to call, if you have a question or a comment for Leslie, give us a call. We'd love to get you on the air and hear what you have to say. But besides having the Leslie Hoffman with us, we also have with us live Russ Haswell. Drudge, are you with us, Russ? Am I live? I don't know. It's, it's my birthday, so another year older. I'm not sure if I'm ever live anymore. Well, you know what? You know what? On Trek Talking, we always do the birthday song for the birthdays. But since this isn't, isn't Trek Talking, this is Stunt Trek, I think we're going to break the rules just a little bit. And we're going to send this out to Russ Haslidge. Thanks. A reminder that I'm another year old. That was not a Klingon song. <laughs> That's right. So uh, let me let me tell you guys a little bit. I met Russ Haslidge. Oh, my God, way, way back in 1990, I want to say. Um, I lived in Albany, New York at the time, and I was a member of a fan club uh, called the International Federation of Trekkers. And that's where I met Russ. And a year later, in 1991, I decided I wanted to run my own Star Trek convention, a fan convention, because I didn't like what the so-called pro-cons were doing for the fans. And I wanted to give the fans something special, something different, and what, the, what Star Trek fans deserve. Being a member of the International Federation of Trekkers, I got in touch with Russ, and we had CleanCon 91 in Albany. And uh, it ended up being the International Federation of Trekkers' first annual convention, and people came from everywhere to that convention. Uh, Mark Leonard was the guest there, as was Marina Sirtis, and we had a blast. We had so much fun, I can't even tell you guys. And that's when I met Russ. So, uh, Russ, what, what's been that, going on? That was a good show. Since 1991. <laughs> yeah, well, Probably I mean, it was really a fun time. It was really something. I, you know, it really was. Um, it really, really was. Star Trek conventions, I really miss them. I honestly miss them the way they used to be. Oh, me too. Now the, the multimedia conventions just aren't the same. Uh, it, the, the, the fan-run conventions with one or two stars, it's, yeah, it's just, it was unique, and I think maybe the time has come to bring them back. You know, I, I, really, I really wish that that could happen. Now, I have a picture of you, Russ. I don't know if you remember this or not, but we had a costume I had dark, wavy at, hair back then, yeah. Yes, yes, you did, and you, you had an admiral's uniform from the motion, well, not the motion picture, but uh, from the Star Trek movies, what they call the maroon one. Do you still have that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I sold it. I, I, there's no way I'm going to fit into that anymore. I, since then, I probably gained 50 pounds, so no, it's, it, it would never fit again, so I sold it. 
We all get older. We all get older. <laughs> but and in my case, anyway, wider. It, it, it was fun. It, it was fun. Uh, it absolutely was. We had a video room. Uh, we had a 24-hour video room, which, you know, today everything is available on the Internet. You can YouTube it, so you don't really need a video room. But, but back in the 90s, we did. We didn't have the Internet like we do today, so we actually premiered the Star Trek Six the Undiscovered Country trailer, the local TV station gave it to us and we showed it and the people went wild. We also premiered The Best of Both Worlds Part 2 before it, it was available to the public. And I mean, we had a great, great time at that convention. It's a very fond one in my memory and uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah, me too. It was great. It was a very good show. I, I had fun. So, Russ, tell us a little bit. Is the IFT still around these days? Well, IFT still exists. That's our corporate name, the International Federation of Trekkers Incorporated. Um, we became, I started using the um, DBA, the Doing Business as the Federation, because it's much easier to market the Federation. Um, people know what the Federation is, where IFT, or you use the long name, it's just too long. So we're still around. Um, we just now go by the Federation um, in most cases. We're still IFT, and you'll see our IFT logo here and there. Um, but for a lot of marketing, we switched to just using the Federation. And, um, you know, being a 501c3, uh, and, and, and in our case, um, with worldwide chapters, it it gets to be a lot of work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're still around. We still have chapters around the world. We're still looking to commission a bunch more. Um, and, and now we're, we're involved in so many different things. You know, when we, when Gene and I started the Federation back in 1983, um, his uh, mission to us, you know, he thought that the ultimate Star Trek fan club, as he called us before we had a name, um, should do what the what the crew of the enterprise does in every episode. And it took me an hour and 20 minutes of Gene coaching me to find out that the answer is the crew of the enterprise goes places and helps people. So that's what we do in the real world federation of the 20th and now the 21st century. Um, it is, um, it, it, it's a lot of work, which is rewarding work because my office here in Ohio, but by the way, we're getting the blizzard. You guys are getting tomorrow, but it's not nearly as cold. Um, the office here in Ohio offices now here in Ohio, we provide all the support to these chapters. Um, supplies, uh, brochures, artwork, web space, you know, all that stuff, so that they can um, do their missions locally to help the people in need in each area. Um, you know, with last year being COVID time, um, one of our, our main focuses, besides for all of the disasters with tornadoes and hurricanes, we have a, um, a mission. It's not a chapter. It's more of a mission in, in Zimbabwe. And there it's an orphanage. But because of COVID, we were also taking um, elderly. And Zimbabwe is, they're, they're impoverished. They're, it's poverty everywhere. So when COVID came out, besides for all of the kids we were helping, you know, we feed them, we clothe them, we school them. Um, we, we um, you know, also took in a lot of the elderly. And almost everyone in Zimbabwe had, had COVID. So it was not pretty. Um, but we're still focusing a lot on that, even though there is need all around the world. That took up a lot of my my 
time last year because it was so difficult to get anything to Zimbabwe. Now it's not quite as difficult. Um, so things are improving there, and I am working more now on um, the, the chapter support for all the other chapters too. Besides for that, we opened the new Federation World Headquarters in, up here in Huron, Ohio, big town Huron, population 1,600 people. Um, and the Federation World Headquarters is a place you can visit. We have a visitor center with a working captain's chair, a nice 350th scale enterprise that lights and everything else, a uh, computer station where you can log in and, and do the, the guest book and things. Um, if you've seen the pictures, the hallway with all the autographed artwork and all of the doors that are done in next-gen style, we have the Federation Promenade um, gift shop. So primarily, I, I mean, it's nice when we sell stuff at the gift shop because it helps pay the bills. And the way things work is uh, we sell merchandise to pay the bills so that when people donate to the humanitarian fund, we don't have to take 20% off the top like almost every other charity in the world does. So people know that if they give $10 to the humanitarian fund, $10 goes to help people. None of it's cut off the top. Um, so that's, that's what we pride ourselves on is people give money, it's all going. Um, so in these offices, we've got my office, we've got uh, an Odyssey studio, we've got a few other offices, conference room, so that now we have a concrete location. We're not just a, you know, we're still a fan club, but we're not, you know, based in someone's basement or home office. We have real facilities where people can come visit, uh, volunteer, work. Um, and that's bringing you up to the next question. What's happening at Federation World Headquarters, you ask? Why, thanks for asking, James. Um, Nichelle Nichols is going to, to do that. <laughs> um, Nichelle Nichols is going to come. Now, Nichelle has been my showbiz mom. I've called her mom for about 30 years. Uh, we used to do all the shows together. And one day um, I brought her something. Um, and, and she said, you're such a good boy. And I said, thanks, mom. And from then on, she became mom. Nichelle has been a member of the Federation since 1986. Uh, she's like all the other stars that are members of the Fed. They sign up to be members. We don't just say, here, you're an honorary member of the Federation. They got to sign up like, like you and me. Um, and Nichelle signed up and was really awesome and gung-ho about being a member and the missions we do. And she gave me, you know, here's my phone number. Here's my mom's phone number in case I'm visiting her. If you need me, you call me anywhere you need me. Um, She's, she's always been awesome, and she's been mom since 86, I think, um, or 88, somewhere in there. She was Nichelle for a couple of years, then she became mom. Um, she is coming. Her last public appearance, um, this side of L.A. She's doing the L.A. Comic-Con in September, um, but her last appearance other than that is at Federation World Headquarters in, in Huron, Ohio. A uh, three-day weekend with photo ops and the captain's chair, autographs, um, dinners, the whole the whole thing. So she's going to come in on on Friday, June fourth, and she's going to do the official inspection of Federation World Headquarters, and then um, her office will be set up in the communications office, and um, you know she'll have the run of the place for three days. Um, for Friday night's dinner, Friday and Saturday we're having catered dinners, and um, she picked barbecue for Friday because she loves barbecue. And Saturday, we haven't decided on what the, what's, what's for dinner. But everything 
fans are welcome to come. We've got people coming from Florida and Chicago and Wisconsin. And um, so if you want to come up, um, Nichelle is charging her convention rates for autographs and things like that. She gets everything. Um, we don't make a penny. So all of this is going to her retirement fund so that she can retire happily and, and knowing that she was at our place doing what she loved most, which was talking to the fans. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's my big chance to see mom at something, you know, the Fed Federation headquarters, which is really cool. Um, and I can't wait. And I know Monday morning when I take her to the airport, I'm going to be bawling my eyes out. I'd have to take a whole roll of paper towels because I'll be bawling my eyes out. But we're going to make it really fun for her June 4th, 5th, and 6th up here in Ohio. Uh, if you if you want to come, besides seeing Nichelle, this area is loaded with um, really cool stuff. We've got Cedar Point, which is one of the top-rated um, roller coaster parks in the world. Um, we've got Kalahari Resort. We've got Great Wolf Resort. We've got we've got the lake. Um, it's a fun place. So if you want to do, you want to see Nichelle one day and then have fun at Cedar Point or one of the resorts another day. Hey, have fun. You, you, if you're going to make the trip, you may as well enjoy it. And that now, is what's new. Russ, what about so you the, asked. What about the, um, the COVID? Is there any COVID restrictions? There are. We're going to, we're going, what we're planning is um, we're planning on everything. We're, we're, we're hoping that COVID restrictions are lifted a lot by June, but we're planning as if they aren't. So that's a good you asked that because I forget that part. Um, at this point, masks have to be worn the whole time. Um, if you're outside, away from people, I'm not going to tell you what to do. If you're inside, um, you have to have a mask on. Um, the only time you're not, you don't have to wear a mask is during the photo ops, because if you take a photo with your mask on, who's going to say it's you? Um, photo ops and when you're sitting down for dinner. Otherwise, you got to wear the mask. It's Ohio. We got rules. Um, and then Nichelle has asked that now she's getting her first COVID shot next week. Um, but she right now is asking besides for masks. And I know it's a little bit of a, you know, um, an extra step for the fans, but do it for Nichelle. Um, you know, she's 88 years old and she doesn't need COVID. So what, what she has asked is um, if you're going to come show that you either got both the vaccinations or the one, if you get the Johnson and Johnson one, um, so show, you bring your shot record um, or a negative COVID test dated within the last 30 days, just to make sure she's doubly safe. So that's the only caveat to coming is you got to be really safe for Nichelle. Well, yeah, because she's she's in that vulnerable category that we care oh, so yeah. much about. Yep, and I you don't want to like get her sick treasure. doing her favorite thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want her She's to get sick doing. Finger. Absolutely. And so, yeah, we want to take good care of her, even if it means the fans taking an extra step, because she is really she's pushing herself. Now, um, there's a limit of 200 people per day, um, photo shoots or autographs. You know, so if you just if you do a photo shoot and without an autograph, it still counts as one. She can only do so much a day at 88 years old. So 200 people a day, 300 can go to dinner because it the dining room holds 600. Um, but if you want an autograph or a photo op 200 a day max. And so we're cutting it off because she even, she said 200. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's a lot of signing. But she's like, yep, 200. And then 
at first I was just going to do it Saturday and Sunday. And she was like, well, can we add Friday? I'm like, I suppose we could. So, you know, we're just going to play it by ear. We're going to have fun. If Nichelle wants to sing a duet, I'll sing with her. We used to sing a lot together. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll have fun. We'll take photos. We'll talk to the fans. I'm hoping if people can't make it, I am talking with some people now about having a camera in her office um, to show it on Zoom for a couple bucks or something. So if you want to watch Nichelle signing autographs, hey, we can do that for you, and we'll raise some more money for Nichelle. Should be really now, lots of fun. It won't be, won't be, you know, there won't be like a video room or anything, but it's going to be fun. Will it be available uh, virtually so people that can't get there can still experience it, or do you have to go live? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I mean, seeing it live would be fantastic. I just say, if you can make it, make it. If you can't make it, um, we're going to try and put it on Zoom. Um, sell passes at five bucks or something. Um, and that way, Nichelle can get a couple dollars out of that, too. So we are working on it. I am really hoping we can put it um, each day live on probably Zoom. But it's a good and it's you, a good place to travel to. You can drive from from well from Albany. I can tell you it's twelve and a half miles, so or twelve and a half hours, not twelve and a half miles. Only if you have a personal uh, transporter. Um, it, yeah, it's a twelve and a half hour drive because I remember driving up to Klingcon. I was going stir crazy in a car, going I'm lost and I'll die out here. So, but it really it's it's a good drive. Airfares are cheap, you know. When are you going to get this chance again? You won't. But I'm hoping that the people who can't make it will be able to see it online. Now, if people can't make it, can they still get an autograph from the shell? Are they going to be available through the mail type of thing? Yep. Um, autographs, now, these are all Nichelle's convention prices, so don't, don't fall backwards. Um, this is, I guess, most of the original series stars are charging this now. Um, we can send you autographed photos for a hundred bucks. We'll pay the postage. Um, you pay the hundred bucks. So yeah, we can do that. And it'll be, um, you know, just like she's. And in fact, if you want, if you want to order autographed photos, um, I will take, fo- I will take a picture of her signing your photo and we'll send that with, with your autographed photo. So yeah, you can actually, I will even tell you that on, um, on Nichelle's website, you can buy autograph photos right there, but it's not as cool as getting them from Federation headquarters. <laughs> now, uh, I'd like to get a link available for that, which I'll put on our Facebook page so that our fans can have access to that, if that's okay. I'll, after the show, you can send me a link, and I'll post it on our page. That'd be great. It's really easy. TrekFederation.com slash Nichelle. And then it'll oh, tell you easy. all about the event. Yeah. It'll tell you about the event. And then there's a reserve now button where you can go and mm-hmm. buy your all. Everything's a la carte. Whatever days you want to come, whatever things you want to do in each day, you pick and choose each day. Okay, Friday I want photos, photo ops. Saturday I want dinner. So you can do that. You just kind of pick and choose one, edit to the cart, pick and choose another. Um, so you get to pick what you want to do. Um, we didn't want to, like um, – pre-plan everybody's visit. So we wanted to make it as easy for anybody who is coming whenever they're coming. Excellent. Excellent. It sounds good. Listen, guys, for our listeners at Odyssey Radio, we have to take a very short commercial break. For the rest of you guys, 
Just hang in there. We have a little promo for you. We'll be talking with Russ Haslich from the Federation headquarters, and we'll be right back with more questions and more answers about Michelle Nichols' visit to the Federation headquarters right after this very quick, very painless message. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Trek Talking, all things Star Trek and beyond. Thursday night, 7.30 to 9.30, all hailing frequencies are open. iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, and wherever fine podcasts are found. Trek Talking, boldly going wherever your mind is willing to go. And we're back. We're live. We're talking with Russ Haslich from the Federation headquarters. And uh, I think that I have pretty much hogged up a lot of your time. I also have on the line with us the one and only Leslie Hoffman. And, uh, Leslie, did you have any questions you wanted to ask Russ while we have him here with us instead of me babbling? It's it's more of a technical thing that I want to say is that last year the Screen Actors Guild kicked off 8,200 senior performers from the health plan. So, you know, people think that celebrities are set for life, you know, health plans, they're millionaires, whatever. I mean, uh Nichelle needs this. I mean, she she needs that extra retirement fund. I mean, the the pension still exists, but she's gonna have to buy or uh, the twenty. You know, she's on Medicaid, I assume, but but uh, any medical needs, she's gonna have to buy a health plan because the Screen Actors Guild isn't offering it to seniors anymore. So so I mean, what whatever, uh, what what can I say? I mean, you know, uh, we're down to William Shatner, we're down to Nicole, Walter, and George, and. And without these people, there wouldn't be Star Trek, and we need to take care of them. These are icons. These are these are the beginning of Star Trek, and anything that can be done to to create a, as Russ said, a, a, you know, to 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 make her her golden years. I don't, I'm losing the words. I mean. That she has a retirement fund that that she's taking care of. She needs to be taken care of. She is she is so special to us. I agree. And you know, I agree all of the fans know how how wonderful she is. She's she takes the time. She has taken for fifty five years. She's taken the time to talk to everyone and smile and be. Um, you know, just like I call her mom. She's pretty much everyone's mom. Um, she is just so genuine and thankful to all of her fans for supporting her all these years. Um, if it weren't for us, you know, all of these conventions she's been doing, they 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 wouldn't keep hiring her. Or not that she she can't do conventions anymore, but um, you know, this is her last time to be able to see you. So make make her happy. Um, 
the Federation gets nothing from from all of you know from anything you you purchase for the weekend. Um, it's this is for Nichelle, um, and because you know the the one thing I can say that it's that's selfish on my part is having Nichelle at Federation headquarters. That is, I mean, that for me is just wonderful, um, and the fact that I get to give her something she loves to do, um, maybe on the last time I see her, is is, is just wonderful to me. Now, Ross, how many appearances is this her last official appearance or, or does she have some other appearances scheduled after this one? The only thing after this one is, um, LA comic con in September. And, and after that, she is totally done with, with public appearances. Um, she won't be doing any at all. And, um, so this is this is a very important thing. And when I heard that um, th- this this visit to, to Federation HQ, or we call it the Fed, um, wasn't planned at all. Um, she was planning to um, just do the LA Comic Con, and that was it. And knowing how much she loves being on stage and and seeing the fans, I pretty much finagled my way in to have her come here. So we got an extra time where she can meet the fans. And I, I think, you know, like a lot of fans can't make it to L.A. for the for the Comic-Con. That, for one thing, costs a lot of money to, you know, even get there, let alone stay in a hotel. Where here, you can pretty much uh, have a good time on the cheap. So um, I, I really, I did it somewhat for the fans, but I did it more for Nichelle. Now, uh, Ross, what kind of health is Nichelle, and is, is she upbeat and and and, uh, and happy and vibrant and and excited about all of this stuff? Is she doing pretty good? She is, I would say, upbeat. Um, she's weaker than she used to be. Um, she had a stroke last year. It didn't really affect her much, other than her voice is a little weaker. Um, but she is still um, um, alert, and and she's still in the shell. Um, so you know, if you're used to her hailing frequencies, open voice, you won't hear that. But it's still her in there, and she still she loves seeing people, and she likes you know saying hi and and answering questions and all of that. So she's her. Um, she looks a little older, but so do I. And um, I think she's in very good shape for 88 years old. Cause I, you know, I figured, you know, I just got a year older and I, and she's still got 20, what, five years on me. I'm like, if I look that good at, at 88, I will be one happy dude. <laughs> Won't we all, huh? Won't we all? So let's talk a little bit, uh, if you don't mind, Ross, about the international federation of trekkers. And about their mission and about if somebody's listening right now and they decided they wanted to start a chapter, uh, what are the requirements and how would they go about doing that? But we try and make it as easy as possible. One thing that uh, I learned in my eight years of working with Gene is he hated red tape. He hated politics. And I, I agree. I mean, if you make things so difficult, and in our case, politics in the way of uh, fans competing for this or that. He didn't like any of that. You know, so-and-so stole my, you know, that was like, we don't need this, you know, in a brighter future. So 
it, it, it's really easy. We tried to cut out all the red tape. What you need to do, if you want to start a chapter, you join the Federation, and the membership fee is free, um, and you contact uh, our office, info at trekfederation.com. Say, I just, I just joined. I want to start a chapter. What do I do? And we will guide you from there. We'll send you um, material to put out to recruit some fans. We get some fans all together in the same area, and you guys go at it, and you decide what you want your chapter name to be, who wants to be the captain, who's going to be the XO. Um, you know, we, we don't like making that decision, but we will if we have to. If they say, okay, you choose. I don't say, send me some resume. But normally, a group of fans can come to that conclusion on their own just by meeting each other and go, this guy's a leader. Um, we will then support your chapter. All you got to do, I mean, whatever you need. We give you space on the website. We give you, uh, you know, we've got... Um, some of the benefits of being a Federation member includes uh, Microsoft Office um, 365. Um, so if you have a key bank in your area, and I guess they're pretty nationwide, we have special deals for that. I'm working on some other membership um, deals as well. So if you join, you get lots of benefits. Plus, then you get all of the support and backing of the Federation to make your chapter go. Um, we then will provide you with lots of support uh, graphics work, uh, website work, all of that. We can do all of that right here. Um, and all you have to do as a Federation chapter, by the book, you have to do two public service missions a year. Most of them do one or two a month. But you get to choose what you're interested in doing. But it has to benefit your local area or the people in need. We have some chapters that um, help clean up local parks, or we, you know, the chapters that give up their holidays to feed the homeless. Um, we, you know, we've got the mission in Zimbabwe that they're 24-7. Um, we've got some chapters where Toys for Tots don't have a marine contingent, and we organize that each year. So it really is what each chapter is into. Like, our, what, we've got a chapter out in California that is really into, you know, animals. So a lot of, a lot of work um, with animal sanctuaries and things like that. And I'm like, if that floats your boat, I'm good with it because I love animals. My wife doesn't let me have, like, I want a pet duck, a pet pig, and, and maybe a chameleon, but she's really against it. But I, I love animals. So if we have people that are really interested in animals, that's good too. Um, at Federation headquarters, we are focused on, especially with COVID, uh, I'm working with a, a local charity out here and we gave them free space in, at headquarters. Um, since COVID had shut down the schools, these school kids weren't getting breakfast and lunch at school. And so we were providing food. And now this time of year, um, hoodies and sweatshirts and jackets and shoes. Um, so that's what we're doing locally. So really, the chapters get to pick what they want to do, and we will support them every step of the way. Um, and, and you report, you fill out a report form once a month telling us how you did, send, maybe sending some photos, what kind of stuff you did, um, if personnel changed or anything else. It's really simple. It takes maybe a half an hour at the most a month to file a report. You can report more if you want. But the requirements are reporting once a month, at least two um, public missions a year. And Gene always said that the third requirement is whatever you do, do it in a professional manner and make us all look good. So I, I agree with them there too. And what's the minimum requirements? How many people do you have to have to start a chapter? To start a chapter, you you only need two. 
um, you become a, a shuttle. It did mean it's all in semantics. It's, it's a chapter is a chapter, but if you have one or two or three or four, um, you're classified as a shuttle. And sometimes we will attach shuttles to established ships as they're called a, a, a ship is five or more. And well, that's another, I should say that all of the members on a Federation um, chapter need to be Federation members because we're investing a lot of time and money and resources in these chapters. So all we ask is, Hey, have, be a free member. Um, and, and because we want to know who's doing what and um, you know, be able to, to promote their work and give them some of the perks of doing good work. So really, it, it's you know, if you have there two or more, you can start a chat. Now, are are Klingons, for instance, allowed in the Federation? Like, if I was a Klingon you know, and I Jim, wanted to I join, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, remember, remember back in the day, we used to have the Klingon wing T-shirts. Those were sweet. Oh, the black yeah, shirts way, with the bird of prey back. on them. Yeah, way back. back. Those are really sweet shirts. Yeah, yeah. So Klingons, um, you know, if you're an Andorian, that's okay. Just, you know, don't stab your fellow Federation members in the back. Um, you know, uh, Orions are okay. Um, you know, I, I really and and people ask me, do you you know do you keep track or have any mandates as to fictional personas? I'm like, no. I mean, we don't track them here because we're pretty much entrenched in the real world operation. But um, whatever species you want to be. I'm okay with that. And um, is cosplaying allowed? Am I am I allowed to dress up oh, as a Klingon when I? Yes, okay. Oh yeah. Good. Uh, I, now I do have I, I have two or three uniforms. None of them are Klingon, but um, I am anticipating when the shell is here, I will be in one uniform or another the entire weekend. It's going to be June, so it might be a little toasty. Um, I don't think I'll wear my Picard jacket because that. Geez. Man, I would reek by the end of the day. But yeah, I you know for when we opened the Fed offices, the, when we opened the Fed in November, that whole weekend I was there in in uniform. So yeah, if you want to wear it, especially you know like your Klingon outfit um, in June in Ohio, you're, you'll lose ten pounds a day. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Every time I go out as a Klingon, I'm like, oh my god. I, I'll tell you a funny yeah. story. I was. Uh, I was at a convention up in uh, Ticonderoga uh, where I met mm-hmm. Leslie, matter of fact, at, at Trek Conderoga, mm. and there was a guy dressed up as Saru, full full gear, oh, wow. everything, even the hook. I was dressed up as a Klingon, and I had to, I mean, I had to pee so bad. It, I just like, <laughs> so I go into the bathroom, and I'm standing at the bathroom, and I took off my Klingon head, and the sweat just started pouring down me. And I'm standing at the urinal, and I look over, and there's Mr. Saru standing next to me at the other urinal, <laughs> pulling off oh his head, and the sweat's just pouring uh, down. Oh, him. yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you got Mr. Saru and a Klingon standing at a urinal talking about sweat. Now, where else would that happen <laughs> besides the Star Trek convention? <laughs> we did, now, in that, in that Monster Maroon uniform years ago, we did, um, we did an event in Niagara Falls, Canada and I was in it was in July and I'm in that monster maroon and we're we're all playing you know doing our thing at Niagara Falls and it was hot and it was humid oh my gosh that was oh that was something it's so much fun though 
It is. It really but is. I, I, you know, as I get older, um, I, I, you know, when I was younger, I would, I would suck it up. You know, these boots are killing me, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna persevere because for the cause. But as I get older, I'm like, I just can't take it. <laughs> so, you know, if I make it through, you know, half of a day, whether it's too hot or too cold, without, without changing, that's, that's saying something. Yeah, I hear you. It's 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 difficult to wear your your Klingon costume all day long, but it's so worth it to see the smile on all the kids' faces, and they want to come up and hold your bat list, and they want to get a picture with you and stuff, and it, it's it's priceless. And oh, it's awesome. And you know, and and people used to come up to me and say, "Can I have your autograph?" I'm like, "You realize I'm no one, right?" They're like, "I don't care." So. <laughs> I don't know. You know, people just, um, you're Russ Haslidge. I'm like, so? Um, that doesn't, I mean, to me, it's just, I'm just a regular Joe. Um, but, if, you know, if, if it makes somebody's day, then I'm okay with it. You know, Russ, speaking of autographs, I've, I've told this story on Trek Talk, and I don't know if I told it here or not, but way back in like 89 or so, um, I was dressed up as Worf, and I was at a convention in Buffalo, New York, where Michael Dorn was the guest. And this is way back before photo ops or, or, or photo. You, you just got an autograph, no personalizations. Just you stood online, he signed your picture, you left. That was it. No photos, no nothing. It was a lot different than it is today. And I was dressed up as Worf, and I wanted to get him a picture taken with him so that I could <laughs> run across the street to the mall get the picture developed 24 hours, come back on Sunday and have them sign it. So I was at the very end of the line. I waited till the end. And this lady was following me around the hotel in Buffalo. And I'm like, I'm being stalked. What is wrong with this lady? What is the deal? Well, we get on the elevator. She follows us on the elevator. I'm like, uh-oh, she's a weirdo. We get off the elevator. She's following me. Finally, she comes up to me. She taps me on the shoulder, and I said, this is it. It's over. It's done. She says, hey, hey, I know you. She says, you're that, that Klingon guy. You're that wharf guy from Star Trek. I said, no, oh, wow. no, I'm not. I'm just a dude. And she says, well, my husband loves Worf. He's his favorite character. And she wanted my hmm. autograph on a Worf picture. No and kidding. And I was like, what, what, what do you want me to sign on this? She says, to Bob from Worf. <laughs> so I signed her picture to Bob hey, for Worf. And somewhere out in Buffalo, New York, there's a guy named Bob with a picture of Worf hanging up that was signed by me. You were signing <laughs> it, Worf. Oh, well, there you go. It's your mark of history. <laughs> no one ever asked me for an autograph, but this guy, Bob. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. Bob. It, we had a good time. Bob and Buffalo. Bob. Yep, Bob yep. and Buffalo's got my autograph hanging up on the wall. But Leslie, though, Leslie signs lots of autographs for people, though, right, Leslie? She's trying not to commit. Do we, do we lo- oh, I think she's, she's muted. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, there she is. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I uh, definitely, definitely uh, well, I have several different pictures from. Uh, Deep Space Nine and Voyager that that I sign and uh, and Freddy Krueger. Oh, this this was years ago. Is that uh, well, when Jim Lowell actually had a Federation chapter up in this area, uh, we did do um, 
a sign I did a signing and we donated all the money to Red Cross. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so that was, was, that was a good chapter. I do miss whoops. them. Um yeah, was it I think it was uh Tahaha like <laughs> Now I yeah, Tahawas. It was it was the Tahawas. T a h a w u s. I think right. Tahawas. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, Jim has moved out of the area now. He's down in Massachusetts. So, so as far as I know, we we don't have a chapter up here anymore. Not right now, but never say never. Yeah, somebody could be listening to the podcast right now, and they'll head over to the Federation and start a chapter. And they'll call it the USS Jim Klingon. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wharf Bob. Wharf Bob. There you go. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyways, you know what, Leslie? We didn't, we didn't get our Planet of the Apes into this show. <laughs> Maybe we should have a plan of the ape starship or something. <laughs> USSA. I don't know if I don't know if Russ is in on this whole thing. Is that usually every show we have to say something about Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh I know. I know. Love that movie. <laughs> it's been an ongoing thing. But I will say this. Mark Leonard was at my first Star Trek convention way back in 1991, which Russ and I talked about earlier. And, of course, everybody knows that Mark Leonard played General Urko in start in the Planet of the Apes TV series that came out in uh, the 70s. So that's kind of Planet yep, of the Apes. Yep, that's true. So, that's a good lead-in. That, and, and remember, I, I remember doing a um, work in a convention, and we, we um, the Federation yeah, had a con suite. And um, we, you know, we asked Mark Leonard if he wanted to join us. He said, sure. I said, we're having pizza and pop and stuff. You want to come along? Sure. Um, we ordered like a ton of pizzas. And Mark Leonard, what is he, 5'5", five, five, maybe he weighed 140? He ate an entire large pizza himself. I'm like, where do you put it? Yeah, just, wow. what a guy. I'm like, I'm like, wow, he did like to, he, he liked his pizza. He, I got to say, Mark Leonard was the nicest guy you would ever want to meet ever. And when I had him at Klingcon, I remember meeting him at another convention by a, a group that shall not be named. And I was so impressed with him that when I started to, to plan my first convention, I said, I've got to have Mark Leonard because he's so, he's such a gentleman and he's so kind to the right, fans. Really... I've got to have Mark. Leonard. And uh, so I had some Star Trek six posters that were given away and my wife and I picked them up at the airport. We brought them to the hotel and we're up in the room talking and I was really nervous. And uh, I said, well, this is my first convention. and I hope it all goes well, blah, 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 blah. And he, he, he leaned across the table and he did the old Vulcan mind meld on me. And I was like, Oh my God. Fox father, See, that'll get you. And I was like, that was it. I was like, it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> he was a great there guy. There you go. See that? Well, he was a good guy. He was a really good guy. Well, believe it or not, Ross, we are out of time. I, oh, I, I, I can ramble on for hours, so I don't doubt it. But, 
<laughs> but I thought well, this was a very important. Um, this podcast was extremely important to talk about the Federation, to pa- talk about Nicole. I mean, this this needs to be spread around as much as possible. I like and, and, and I, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. And and you guys helping to spread the word is it's just it was awesome and it was fun, um, you know James and uh, Jim and I go back a long time, um, and and I really do thank you guys for helping me spread the word about Michelle's visit, and how we can help her out as she heads into retirement. Yeah, let's hope that everything goes well, and that uh, we'll get an update from you on how the weekend went. Maybe you think it's closer, or maybe. Sh- Maybe right afterwards we can have you on again and you can share some of your stories from the event with us, maybe? That'd be great. Um, the Sunday of the event, I don't know if um, if we can record that day because we've got, after Nichelle does uh, her stuff with the fans, um, I'm taking her on a little quiet, leisurely boat cruise on um, Lake Erie to watch the sunset on the lake. And um, So we may not be able to do it that day, but the week after would be great. Yeah, we'll 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 get something we'll get something scheduled as time gets closer. And I just want to say thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight, Russ, and sharing some stories and talking about Michelle, the IFT and the Federation headquarters. Thank you very much. Thanks for giving me all your time because I think I took up your entire show. Well, that was the plan all oh, along. For you. <laughs> okay, good. Good plan. Thanks everyone. Good plan. No problem. Thank you very much, Russ. And Leslie, can you believe it? Wow, another show under yeah, the no, under the uh, another hour gone. <laughs> yeah, jeez. And but we did get Planet of the Apes squeezed in there, so that's good. Yeah, always got to get her. <laughs> and yeah. I just want to let you guys know that you can catch up with Leslie at the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page. You can head right on over there and say hello to Leslie. Um, Pick up an autograph, or if you have an, uh, an idea for a future show, something that you'd like to hear Leslie and I talk about, you can head over there to the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization page on Facebook and just drop us a line and say, hey, I'd like to hear Leslie talk about um, uh, 1941 or, uh, you know, whatever. Or Planet of the Apes. Or Planet of the Apes, right. And, well, again, uh, my you know, connection like, is Ricardo Montalban. I mean, from Fantasy Island to Naked Gun, and then he was Khan, and and he was in Planet of the Apes. I mean, <laughs> it's that, that's a right. small world. It's a very small world. So if you guys want to reach out to Leslie, please do so. Head on over to the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page and say hello to Leslie. She would love to hear from you. And also, don't forget to head over to the Federation and wish Russ a happy birthday. We played the Klingon birthday song for him, but I'm sure he'd love to hear from you guys personally. Um, I know I sent him a little message from our Trek Talking family wishing him a happy birthday uh, this afternoon. So you guys can do the same and just reach out and wish Russ a happy, happy birthday. I'm sure he'd love it. And make sure you guys tune in on Thursday night to Trek Talking because we're going to have Victoria Fox from the Avalon Universe on. 
She's going to be talking about her new Star Trek fan film, actually two of them, and we're going to have some clips to play, and we're going to be talking with her. So um, if you're into Star Trek fan films, you don't want to miss Trek talking on Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's it. That's all we have for you guys. Um, I'm Uncle Jim, and um, I want to say thank you. I want to tell everybody to stay safe and be good to each other, and good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night, Leslie. Good night. It, it, it's been a great show tonight. It was a fun one. It was a fun one. And good night to you, Ross, and thanks for joining us. Night, guys. Thanks for the time. And uh, <laughs> hailing frequencies are closed. Let's see what's out there. Engage. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.